Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. I'm Gumshoe Tom. We are Team Binge. We are here to talk about The After Party, Season 2, Episode 3. This one is called Travis, and it is the one that is shot in a old-timey, neo-noir, detective, gritty movie. So if you <laughs> watch that one... It's also the one without any laughs in it. So if you watch the one without any laughs, uh, then you watch the right episode, and we Coming appreciate you. You appreciate we appreciate you joining us. Uh, for those of you that are new to this podcast, which would be very surprising because this is the third episode of a second season, and Tom and I have been doing this for what seems like too long. Uh, we're just going to talk about the mystery of it all and not talk about each scene because, once again, couldn't find any laughs. All we could find were clues. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Tom, I'm ready. We do want to mention that at the end, we're going to do a little spoilers corner because Gumshoe Tom has discovered all of the hidden clues that this show has, which is actually the best part of the show. The amount of work and detail that goes into it is pretty incredible. And Tom is taking the time out of, I don't know, being a husband and father. Uh, he is denying those uh, those um, those responsibilities, and he's only focused on this show. So in the same way the Batman like no longer has any friends and becomes mm-hmm. like bruised, bitter, and broken, this show is doing the same thing to Tom. So, Tom, Correct. anything I said there incorrect? No, I mean, the internet needs me. I understand that my wife and child need me, but so does the internet. So, you know, I'm going to do what I can to help everybody out. The the 10.5 listeners that we have (laughs) need you, Tom. And so we're going to dive into this episode. This was, once again, focused on Travis. And Travis is the ex-boyfriend who is always dressed in suspenders and like a Dick Tracy hat. Uh, he's that guy. If he's the guy you don't laugh at during the show, then that's the character we're talking about. See, I know you didn't love this guy in the first episode, (laughs) and I don't know if he's necessarily my favorite comedic actor, but I tried to go in this because we had some people reach out to us and said that they they liked this guy from from his work, Paul Walter Hauser, I believe. So I tried to go into this with an open mind, and I, I do think some of the stuff that he was doing was funny, but I, I compare him, like we've talked about, to maybe folks in the, the first season cast-wise, so it, it is tough, but I don't think he was as bad as, as you're, you're putting on. As I watched this episode, I just thought, could Ben Schwartz not have played all of the characters? Like, could we not have had a Eddie Murphy type um, oh. type situation where <laughs> professor. he just plays all of the roles, you know? Anyways, that's my that's my love letter to the creators for season three. Just Ben Schwartz playing all the roles. Anyways, okay. let's dive okay. into it. I'm being I'm being rude up front. I, there were some parts of this episode I did laugh. We open with Grace and Anique doing the searching around the bedroom, right? And we find mm-hmm. out the important stuff that we find out is there's an Adderall prescription, and it's whose, Tom. My assumption here, I think this is Isabel's, maybe, the mother, because I feel like she took the Adderall pill. We know when Anique took the, like, purse from her, she had, like, a white note or something in her bag. So this would be my assumption. This is her medication, her Adderall. Okay. There's so much Adderall in this show that I really don't know who's is who's, nor do I particularly, I don't know if that's going to be a central theme of the mystery. I hope it's not, because I've stopped keeping track. 
<laughs> the other thing is we find a third cufflink, which leads mm-hmm. to the motto of the show. Find the cufflink, find the killer. Very good. Very good. <laughs> There's a reveal about the cufflink. Obviously, everyone's watched this episode, so we can talk about it. Did you find it funny that it turned out to be a typewriter key? Yeah, I think it was a clever callback to the last episode. I had kind of theorized maybe it was some other kind of key to maybe the safe or something, but I like how this kind of brought us to, to Hannah. Sure, sure. We got a lot of letters about how much people enjoyed us talking about cufflinks. Um, so <laughs> we won't digress into cufflinks is our other podcast. Uh, cufflinks linking up with Julian and Tom. You guys can find that on a very particular uh, podcast network. We'll let you find it on your own. We find out that Edgar died 35 minutes after, I guess, Grace went to bed. That's when his heart stopped based on his phone and watch, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get that little bit of a reveal that I think we'll play in later when we get to kind of the, the poisonous flower. So this leads us into Travis's story, and he is a conspiracy guy. His full name... I just want to say this for the audience so that we can all laugh at how ridiculous it is. His name is Travis Gladrise. I think it's a fine name. You don't like it? You started giggling, and so (laughs) I know it's fine. I mean, if he's like the character in a Dune novel, yes, Travis (laughs) Gladrise, the prince of, I don't know. I don't know what the planet's name is in Dune. It might just be named Dune. No, Akarak, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Travis Gladrice, everybody. But he's not a conspiracy guy, man. He's a truth guy. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Am I, no, I was going to say truther, but I think that has different connotations. I don't remember mm. what that means, but we won't go I into think it. Is that a 9-11 conspiracy? I think later on when he, we get him Googling all the articles, we do see like a 9-11 conspiracy theory get thrown up on screen. So. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what the... Good, good, good. Well, that one's less... That one's... I thought the truther was a more offensive one. So I think that one's fine, right? We all I agree. I think they're all that... offensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are levels, Tom. Anyways, speaking of levels and offensive things, uh, I love... Listen... I'm going to admit to a couple of jokes. I did appreciate his aside here where he's like, I have a girlfriend. She lives in Poland. It's like, (laughs) I have a girlfriend. She goes to a different school. (laughs) Anyways, that was uh, very funny. And we dive into Mm -hmm. his mind movie, which is very much a like gritty detective. And I started to think to myself like, okay, what movie would I relate this to? And I'm like, I went back and I was like, I don't think I've seen like any original detective. I've seen it spoofed. Like there's a Mm -hmm. Calvin and Hobbes comic where he's Tracer Bullet. And so they do all these like gritty detective, I guess maybe kiss, kiss, bang, bang. But that's also a, they're like making fun of the gritty detective novel. Casablanca, does Casablanca count in a situation like that? That's not a detective. What's your relationship to detective noir films tom yeah i don't know i wouldn't relate this to anything i think this was before our era so everything we've seen have just been spoofs of it but i like the way it was shot like it's very old school like very grainy in a lot of scenes the camera seems always going to be tilted or whatever but i love like the music and like the brass instruments that kind of come in and it was fun i i liked i liked this genre for for a mind movie you know what? The closest I get to it is the movie that Kevin McAllister watches in Home Alone. Uh, oh, I think it's called like Devils with Angels Faces or something like that. 
I don't know. That's the closest. I don't know. I get Movie that's it. coming to mind is like what L.A. Confidential. Okay, I feel okay. like that's around this era, right? Sure. Obviously, a newer movie, but sure. You've always said that uh, Kevin Spacek is your favorite actor of all time. I think is. Uh, I didn't age that. well. <laughs> didn't age well. No, no, it did not. <laughs> all right, he gets a wedding invite, and we see a little bit of the past of Travis and Grace. There's like some old pictures, and they yeah, I guess they were steampunk cosplayers or something. I don't really know what to make of it, or if we're going to get more of it. But I found that interesting. Did you find it interesting? Do you think it's going to come into play in the mystery of it all? Or are we just trying to fill in some, like, we're trying to make these guys goofy. Like, he already dresses goofy. Did they really have to make him a cosplay guy? Didn't we kind of already realize he's cosplaying (laughs) detective, like, the whole time? I guess the question is, like, maybe more of Grace's backstory. Because they don't seem like they would be a fantastic fit or match. So, like, the fact that she was into steampunk, like, again, maybe there's more to to her backstory that we just are going to maybe to find out later. Got it. Got it. I'm a fan of steam. Don't care for punk. <laughs> Tom, we're about to turn it over to you because there are a lot of Google articles. Goggle, Google. Wait, are we <laughs> sponsored by them? Do we have to not say Google? I think we just say goggle, right? Yeah, just so, say the goggle box. The goggle. Okay. So he uses a certain search engine that rhymes with goggle. Um, to look up a bunch of articles and tom it was written word on a screen so i know you paused and i know you went into every one of these the floor is yours sir oh man so this was fun i do appreciate that he's like googling on this big like mac computer and again just more apple everywhere uh since this is an apple show but like it's a typewriter as he's typing but it's clearly on a modern computer i I love that that back and forth Mm -hmm. with the modern tech and old school but yeah, so we get a boatload of articles that are talking about the rise of Edgar Minow here. What I found interesting, again, it was, they were truly written articles outside of maybe like the last paragraph or two was like a regurgitated paragraph from earlier in that article. So they just got lazy. It's like they wrote 90% of the article, but for some reason they chose to just repeat the paragraph. I thought was kind of weird, but there were a couple interesting facts to take from here. So we get mention of his dad, Alexander. Uh, who I had mentioned is actually featured on the website as the deceased dad as part of the wedding party. And we do see a picture of him later in the episode on the wall, I think with the horse. So I I wouldn't be surprised if we get a flashback or something actually with this actor since he's been featured at least twice. Um, But he was apparently a huge name in finances and had like hedge funds and stuff like that. So reading in it in terms of how he died... Apparently he died in a plane crash and he fell asleep while piloting the plane and apparently killed nearly 12 people. So that's a pretty big reveal to me. We got the line from the mother saying like, oh, Edgar died just like his father, like falling asleep. Like we didn't necessarily think it was while piloting a plane with other people. (laughs) Good point. Good point. Falling asleep sounds very peaceful. Falling asleep while piloting in a plane. Having just recently watched um, the Denzel Washington flight movie, mm. uh, sounds terrifying. So, very good, well, Tom. And the next line of the article is apparently a big fan of whiskey, and Edgar thinks that he was pretend- potentially drunk while uh, he crashed this plane. Got it. Um, but I thought it was interesting. So, the idea of potentially, or not potentially, but he took 12 other people's lives, and maybe that's a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle of somebody else here that we don't know about. Mm. Um, and they're kind of seeking revenge, maybe kind of a deal. Okay. We get a mention in the articles about Bucephalus, or Bucephalus. I'm sure I butchered that. But that was like the name of Alexander the Great's horse. And what 
um, Edgar is going to call his new cryptocurrency. And this whole like idea with this crypto is supposed to be crypto for the masses and not for like uh, or elite or whatever it is. So that's how this is being being pitched. Uh, there's also, again, a mention of 9-11 conspiracy theories. But if you actually read that article, it's kind of funny. It's almost like just a bunch of technical jargon. It has nothing to do with 9-11. Um, it seems like it's either like math related or like medical. It was it was very odd. But then you get a couple like headline articles that says like LOTR cosplay for Lord of the Rings. But then it just says boobs. Nice. <laughs> Which is always funny for nice. the dark web uh, yep. header. And then calling Tony Shalhoub is the Antichrist. And apparently there is proof. So a lot of fun, stupid, silly little articles from this uh, from this dark web search. Sure, sure. Huge fan of Tony Shalhoub, so I don't think he's the Antichrist. He's um, the monk, man. Thank you for all of that research, Tom. I hope You're all welcome. of it leads to uh, us finding out who the real killer is. It's a very Agatha Christie thing that if the father like killed someone's family that then that relative comes back to kill mm -hmm. Edgar. So I do, I do like that idea that him, you know, potentially killing a bunch of people by drinking and piloting, uh, that that would be mm -hmm. a revenge plot. So good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you pointed that out to me. That's my new, that's my new theory. I'm going to take that one from you. So please give it to me. May oh, I have it? <laughs> you sure? Thank you. you Thank you. We have some talk about blockchain. I appreciate this show. She's like, "Hey, do you understand it?" He's like, "Well," and she's like, "No, no, no. I don't want to understand it. As long as you understand it, it's fine." I once again, this show. Thank you for the shorthand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We do find out that Travis has been wounded before by crypto, by crypto mm -hmm. scammers. Yeah, and I think he ultimately is the one that is figuring out by all these articles and everything that he has in his little folder here that Edgar is apparently trying to artificially inflate the value of his crypto. So that's and that's actually kind of true to real life. And again, not going to go into the details on this podcast. That's on our other crypto podcast. But the idea here is that Edgar is not necessarily like this great, brilliant investor. He's potentially trying to take advantage of people and, and do it with his new Bucifer's coin or whatever it's called. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's uh, blockchain and cufflinks. Link up with Julian and Tom to talk about uh, crypto and cufflinks on our other podcast. Just Google it. I'm sorry, goggle it. You'll find it. <laughs> crypto I... and cuffs. <laughs> Very nice. That's yes. That's the story of us going to jail uh, <laughs> exactly. for being um, podcast frauds. We tell people we'll be linking we arms and skipping while we while we do it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, it sounds like we're going to a happy jail. Um, <laughs> I just watched Double Jeopardy for the first time. That's uh, happy jail. Anyways, let's not Husband digress. Husband and wife cannot be charged for the same, <laughs> same crime. crime. Got the worst bleeping attorneys. Uh, George Blue Sr., the greatest criminal mastermind of our time. Can't even get the, the shredder to work. Anyways, <laughs> I appreciate the joke here. It was, he finds out that this is a tech scam, and he does it <laughs> because she sent him, sent him an invitation. And uh, just great work here. Great detective work. I really, work. I loved this because it was very meta. Like the people like me that are going into this episode looking for clues and circling things and doing everything else. The fact that he finds tech scam in the you know, please choose steak, chicken, or scampi, I thought was, was really fun. It is very funny. Uh, Tom, uh, steak, chicken, or scampi, which would you choose? I feel like I'd have to go steak, right? 
I would I don't be interested. I would be interested in the scampi. It's just okay. you, I mean, typically it's chicken or steak, right? So for mm-hmm. them to throw in a third strange option, I mean, I have a shellfish allergy, but I'd give it a go. You know, <laughs> yeah. what, what's more exciting at a wedding than someone dying? You know, this show proved it. They made a whole mm-hmm. uh, a whole show about it. It's true. So I don't. I always wanted to die at a wedding. That's uh, been a dream of mine. <laughs> Speaking of weddings, Grace is stuck in her wedding dress. I feel like this is going to come into play, right? The fact that she can't get out of her, like, murder wedding dress, that's important? No? Or was this just something to get the sisters together? I don't know. I feel like it was more just showing that Edgar was not with it, like, when they went to bed. Because she was trying to take off the dress and couldn't undo all the buttons, and he just kind of passes out. So I think she was maybe sad or mad or frustrated about that. So I don't think it will. But again, sticking with the color theme, like, after she takes the wedding dress off, she still puts on, like, a white sweater or white top. So characters are staying in their colors. Tom, I I would like to tell you something about dresses. and Mm -hmm. uh, I know you're a fashion guy. Well, I was going to talk about access, but... This doesn't seem like the right podcast. So yep. uh, we talk about that on another podcast, which is called <laughs> Clothing Access with Julian and Tom. Um, we have gotten in trouble a lot for that one, and it is not for children. Mm-hmm. Whew, I think we're coming up on our thousandth episode of that one. <laughs> the cuff is a typewriter key. We talked about that earlier. I thought this mm-hmm. was a fun reveal. Mm-hmm. And... You pointed this out, and I felt like I saw it a lot more, obviously, in this episode, because we are leading to Hannah's episode, but Hannah, Mm -hmm. being Edgar's sister... Adopted. Thank you. Uh, Grace is really into Hannah, and she tries to protect her here. Like, there's almost a... I don't know. I felt like Grace went very hard to make sure blame wasn't thrown hannah's way right yeah she's like why why do we have to go look for the g like oh it might be in her tent but then even hannah or grace corrects it and calls it the yurt so likely that hannah and grace have spent time in in said yurt we're back in the mind movie and he crashes the rehearsal dinner Uh, i made a note here 12 minutes and 42 seconds still no laughs that's what i wrote in my notes tom you're so cold you're so cold but i mean at 12:42, you have to tell me you laughed right because i literally paused it when i saw this in the outline this is where the mother isabel just slaps him across the face and he's like i'm running out of cheeks boom slapped again i thought it was so funny i loved it no no, no i wish she like no i wish she had murdered him right then and oh, there i would have been man. i would have laughed and laughed and laughed Oh, that was funny. I nothing about like or something about a good slap. <laughs> I think it was four of them to to be correct. It was, oh, no, it was I just felt like it was like seven. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I I listen. As someone who loves sophisticated comedy, I just mm-hmm. I don't know. The physical stuff doesn't do it for me. I'm a I'm a liar liar guy. You know, I like that highbrow. <laughs> maybe Ace Ventura, Pet Detective Number Two. I'm a highbrow comedy guy. You know, it's okay. it's really got to be. It's, Comedy that makes you think, you know? That's where yeah, I'm at. I do know that about you. Mm-hmm. You do know that about me. <laughs> we do get a quick cut where Travis and Hannah kind of meet, and Hannah seems to be kind of very flirtatious and everything with him, and I'm, I'm assuming this is going to come to something. Like, I, I don't know what yet. I still have no idea what to make of Hannah. We'll get her episode next. But did you find this to be interesting? Well, I found it interesting only because later on it seems like he feels he's in cahoots with her but she doesn't give him the signal, doesn't stop the Mm -hmm. wedding, doesn't do those things. So 
I don't know what Hannah's game is. I don't. Was Hannah your was Hannah your uh, suspect from the beginning? Yeah, for after the first two, I just threw Hannah out there just because of that potential relationship she has with Grace. No, I feel like I feel like there's a strong lean towards Hannah being the murderer. I think you've done a good job working that through. Um, I did find this all all suspicious. There was a joke here where he's like, "Well, your nose looks like." And he couldn't come up with anything. And it really felt like the actor was trying to ad lib and literally came up with nothing. I was like, that was a weird, that was a weird cut. But I think this is important. The relationship with Hannah and this guy, and we can talk about it as we go further. But what's Mm -hmm. really important is the relationship between this fun uncle and the two nieces, his nieces, the two sisters, Grace and Zoe, singing Mm -hmm. this song. (laughs) And you know how most shows give you like a 15 second or a 30 second like fast forward or rewind or something like that? Or podcasts uh, having to do with the ads? I really (laughs) could have just hit that button uh, in order to move past this. I don't know. I love, uh, there's something about the fun uncle I love. I did not love the song and dance routine. I don't know. Really? I thought yeah. it was fun. Like, I feel like this is that kind of classic thing where, like, old-timey, you go into a bar and there's somebody, like, a lounge singer or somebody singing in the background. And I thought John Joe did a pretty good job with his singing. And then you oh, got the two great. ladies up there dancing. I thought yeah. it was fun. No, I I want more of him. I truly do. I don't want him, like, just kind of weirdly singing in the background. <laughs> uh, and if you watch too closely, the sound and the movements, it's like they, they were like, hey, we're going to shoot this in one shot and we're not going to rehearse it. So have fun dancing, which I don't know. <laughs> I'm being overly critical, Tom. I apologize. <laughs> There's a lot going on. You know, let me, I'd like to talk about work for a little while. Okay. Quite good. And that always makes you more happy. Also, also my, my grandma, she called asking for money for drugs again. And it just, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of weight, a lot of weight, heavy, hanging heavy on my shoulders right now. Tom. Okay. So I apologize. As it is um, on Travis here. Yeah. All right. Edgar's uh, room. We find out there's a pilot license. Is it Edgar's? Is it Hannah? Doesn't Hannah mention being a pilot later on in the episode? What's going on here? The dad's I... a the dad's a drunk pilot. How many pilots can be in a family? Isn't there a limit, Tom? <laughs> I don't know if there's a limit, but I tried to pause because he does show the license, but because it was and this was done on purpose, filmed in this old noir it's like super grainy so you cannot make out anything actually on the license but he does say it was issued a month ago so my initial thought was like yeah this is the dad's but if it was issued a month ago then maybe he got his license or certainly somebody did i i don't know what to make of this yet so we're gonna eventually find out that travis's theory is that edgar like was gonna fake his own death in order to escape Mm -hmm. did the father fake his own death I mean, he didn't fake the death of those 12 other people, but did the father fake his own death? Is that what this is all leading to? Ooh, that's interesting. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, maybe he had a a parachute and an extra body, or yeah, who knows? Maybe he's living another life. I like that. And he jumps out of the airplane, and then for the rest of uh, existence, everyone's wondering where his treasure is out there in the the woods. What's that guy's name? Uh, C.B. Cooper. Something mm. like that. D.B. Cooper. It's one of those. Pick which one. And uh, there's a list of names on the paper that they find in Edgar's room. And Tom, mm-hmm. written word on pages. All you, buddy. 
So we have the list of names. There's two pages, one on the left side that is a bunch of stars, some that are filled in, some that are not, and that says replacement names. And then on the right side, it's labeled uh, potential names. And then those potential names are seemingly like doctors or I don't know exactly what, but they're all kind of listed as like MBAs and it's just got a bunch of names and stuff on there. So um, I don't know what the details are of this yet, but I can almost guarantee you this is going to be one of our clues, probably our elimination clue or a flower clue. Got it. Got it. And so his point with this list of names is, I guess, this is Edgar choosing his new identity, right? That's what he eventually kind of puts together is, yeah, this is what he's going to change his name to. One of these these 10, I think, on this list. Okay. They also do a quick cut right after this where they go to the bookshelf and he's like taking a picture. I would venture a guess at this bookshelf and the books that are on this probably lead to something as well because you see all the titles on there. Yep. Um, and, and I don't know, again, quite what yet, but they stopped on it enough that, you know, if you're looking to try to solve these clues with us, I would recommend maybe starting starting there. Yeah, it is funny. The show does kind of nicely anytime something's a clue, just the shot is just a little bit too long. And so you're mm-hmm. like, OK, that's something. And if you're lazy, you're just like, hey, that's something. Tom will take care of it. Um, <laughs> that's how I operate. So Sebastian walks in. Our hero, Sebastian. Little Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Um, man, too soon. Too soon, little Sebastian. Mm-hmm. He walks in. They have a conversation. It's fun to listen to a British guy do a old-timey detective talk <laughs> with yeah. Travis. Uh, they talk about... Listen, every time I, I see the horse's name, I just pick up on the phallus uh, portion of it because I've got phallus on the brain. Um, so I don't know how to pronounce the horse's name. Uh, I want to say Bocephus, but that's not right. That's like a country song. So mm-hmm. Bucephalus. But that's, that's not the name of, I think, the dad's horse. I think if you go on that website, they talk about like the wedding. There's a mention of like patches, I think, is one of the horses, which is apparently allergic to carrots and will vomit on you if you feed patches carrots. So we might get some some uh, horse vomit in future episodes. I don't know. But but Bucephalus is the name of the cryptocurrency that Edgar is creating. So that's like he used potentially his father's love of this horse that was named after Alexander the Great. But I don't think it's the name of like the horse in the picture. But it certainly gives Sebastian an idea that this might have a connection to I don't know, something nefarious that Sebastian's up to. Sure, because then he departs. Wait, mm-hmm. who did you say is nefarious? Did Sebastian. you say Sebastian? You know. No, 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 no. Tom, 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 Tom. Mm-hmm. No. Seba- There's nothing wrong with Sebastian. Sebastian is a hero. Okay. He is British, and he is Edgar's best friend. He would never. Also, I think Sebastian and Isabel might be in love. That would be the other thing that I would mention. So... Let's not delve into that too far. Um, Let's talk about. We'll put a red. We'll put a red pin in that. Just like the red pin pin in in Patagonia. Mm -hmm. Listen, I think we put pins in like our first uh, podcast (laughs) about Ted Lasso's pilot, and we never got back to those pins. So we're never going to get back to to whatever. We'll get to these. We'll get our red rope out. We'll, We'll get to these ones. Ted Lasso season four. We'll get there. Section four, sec four, Tom, talk to me about this. Yeah, this was a bananas thing. Like, if this is an actual clue for us uh, as show watchers, I'm not doing it. Just way too many numbers on screen. But again, it's super fun because 
it is code breakers like me like watching the show and trying to do this is some of the puzzles like the way he's coming up with morse morse code more horse was yeah. so dumb and silly yeah. but him writing everything on the wall and then drawing connections that have nothing to do with the actual code that he wrote out i thought was good too so it was a funny little sequence this is just any of these conspiracy theories where it's like, hey, if you have enough numbers and letters and yes. you want to draw the circle around and some, like, eventually you're going to find something. Whatever you want to find, you will find it. I don't want to reveal too much, but when they talk about a Bible code, about taking stuff from the Bible, and it, anyways, that's going to get me in <laughs> trouble. I'm sorry, Mom. The... Fake death for freedom is essentially what he circles from all mm -hmm. of these numbers and letters. And I thought, all right, I think Travis is 100% right. And uh, I believe he is the hero of the story just outside of Sebastian. There's two heroes. There's Travis <laughs> and there's Sebastian. Yeah. Um, there is a conversation about Hannah wanting to stop the wedding. And we'll get into the Hannah of it all because we're about to go to the yurt where mm -hmm. the sister, uh, Grace, asks Zoe, hey, how did you... <laughs> she phrases it funny. She's like, hey, how'd you catch the killer in your last murder? And Zoe's, <laughs> Zoe like takes offense to yeah. the idea that she has uh, been a part of multiple murders, mm -hmm. which is great. And then Hannah shows up. I like the way that they depart. And this is where they do figure out that the G is part of the, the typewriter everything. But the way they depart here, I thought was very comical and a bit over the top where they open up that window and they both do like a stunt dive out of the window when you probably could have just stepped right out. I don't know why, but it was kind of funny. Listen, the tuck and roll. You got to jump through tuck and roll on the uh, gymnastics mat that's outside. Mm -hmm. yep. We find out that Tom Record Scratch... The plants by the yurt are poisonous. And mm. I think this is important because you and I talked about centerpieces and centerpieces for rehearsal dinners and centerpieces for weddings. So, mm. I, well, I mean, well, I guess we knew he was poisoned anyways, right? So, maybe Well, but the interesting idea is if these flowers are centerpieces or they're kind of everywhere, then everybody has access to them. So I kind of like that as if this is the quote-unquote murder weapon, this flower... It's not like just in the garden. It could have been on any one of these centerpieces that any one of our, our potential suspects could have used. Got it. If they were knowledgeable. And we know got it, names. got it, got it. I have a note here that says Hannah didn't want to stop the wedding. Why did I write that, Tom? I think they've got another little back and forth kind of conversation. And I think very quickly on it cuts like the present day, Travis is saying like he doesn't know if she is in on it or if Edgar got to her or something and like flipped her, I, I don't, I don't really know what to make. And I don't know if I want to speculate too much because we're going to get Hannah's my movie. And granted, sure. it's going to be from Hannah's perspective. So it's probably not going to be the, the whole truth, but yeah, she's, she's playing an interesting game because she did tell him at one point she got to break up the wedding and then ultimately does nothing to do that. Sure. We're back in the mind movie and the DJ and Travis interact. And I guess I will say this thinking back on this episode, it is funny to like as we tell our own story of how we interact with people mm -hmm. and like in our heads they find us interesting or they find us suave or like <laughs> that's how we have such high <laughs> opinions of ourselves uh -huh. and so it is funny for like him to interact with the dj 
or like him to interact with Hannah and those, and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm killing it here. But yeah. when you see anyone else's mind movie, he's just a weirdo in suspenders <laughs> and a Dick Tracy hat. So Yeah. Well, even when he tells us a bit about like, oh, I was leaving, and then I got clubbed in the back of the head. And he's like, Nick's like, no, nah, you probably just fell over and passed out. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because <laughs> this is him running out, trying, I guess, because this is where Edgar runs off the dance floor. So then mm-hmm. he is... Uh, running out. They do show in his mind movie him getting clubbed. Are you? Do you he think didn't get he clubbed. just? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I There's think he no fell over. There's no one out there people. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. interesting. There's so there was a banana in the field and he just <laughs> whoop like Tobias or, and the gym like on the floor, like a rock. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure Travis would just fall over a rock. All right, that's fair. Listen, I'm of an age that if I fall, not getting back up. I'm just listen. I tackled uh, your kid once. I'm still feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who else is feeling it? My kid. No, your kid's resilient. <laughs> oh man, I'm not. It was an accident, oh, by the way, listeners. So <laughs> I can picture it in my head. Everyone else at the park was like, "What's that grown man doing beating up that child? That's clearly not his." Anyways, officer, he's fine. He's a friend of the family. I've known him a long time. We podcast together. Have you heard of our podcast? No, 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 no. You don't have to arrest me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one's heard of it. It's fine. Anyways, all right. You're going to die tonight is what uh, our boy Travis said that Mm -hmm. night. And so he explains that's what the world's going to think because you're faking your death and hightailing it to Patagonia. They give him a like long speech here. Tom, I tuned out. I was like, don't care. (laughs) Don't care for Job. That's all I could think about while this guy talked for a, he talked for a really long time. And it's funny because from his perspective, it was like this long, like glorious speech where he like stuck it to Edgar. But in everyone else's story, he was just like shouting, you're going to die tonight. So I, I think that the perspective is funny. Well, and even his speech that he does give, it has like all this. I don't know, poetic, old school film noir like language and stuff in it. Again, kind of mixed with more modern stuff. So I, I did find some of this funny. And I think this guy's delivery is, is not half bad. But I, again, I'm with you. He's just not, I don't have a relationship with this actor. And, and to me, he's not crushing it in all these scenes. Listen, if this was Will Arnett playing Job as Travis, <laughs> sign me up. I'm all okay. about it. But unfortunately, Will Arnett is making a competing podcast. So... Well, Will Arnett busy. also has that Netflix show. What's that one where they do murders? Murderville. Murderville. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, murder, that the murder show called Murderville? Yeah. <laughs> Edgar, I guess we determined, was hallucinating, mm-hmm. not drunk, and he calls them all devils. Uh, I do like he ends this where he goes, regards, when he's like leaving. <laughs> and Proper takes him yeah. to bed. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that was good. And then we have uh, Travis throwing some stuff on the ground and sleeping in the hallway in order to make sure that nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so him telling his story, he's just, you know, being the, the guard on duty to help protect him, I guess. But the idea of him dropping pistachio shells on the ground, again, I think is also a fun callback to these like detectives that would be on, I don't know, stakeouts for a long time, just eating pistachios. Maybe think of like Naked Gun, where they're eating pistachios and they couldn't even open their car doors because there were so many shells outside of the door. But I'm assuming that's going to come up later is we're going to hear somebody step on it and it's going to lead maybe somebody else into the room at the end. Nice, nice. I'm not tuned in with pistachio nut humor. So, mm. uh, Tom, I hate to it's admit pity. this. I don't think I've seen Naked Gun. 
I don't oh, think I've seen man. any of the Naked Guns. That's when those like spoof movies and stuff were like good. Like it was just, and Leslie Nielsen is just a fantastic, fantastic actor. And watch, watch the original ones; they still hold up. I'm a little bit bothered by the fact that you think spoof movies aren't still good. Have you not seen any of like the scary movie spoof movies or so the like <laughs> teen movie spoof movies? They're all gold, Tom. All they're not gold. In fact, you can join Tom and I on our movie podcast about spoof movies called Spoof Spoofing It with Spoof and Spoof. Tom and Julian, friends who love spoofs. Oh, I thought um, I was spoof and you were spoofs. <laughs> that would have made the joke funnier, but I kept going. So speaking of keeping on going, let's go to the present where Travis is like, I know Edgar's a bad man. I don't know mm. why, but he's a bad man and I'm worried about Grace. I'd like this bit because it, it, it made like it was a sincere scene where like the music kind of cuts a little bit. It's just like Travis is to kind of lay it all out there. Like I know I might seem kind of goofy or funny or whatever, but he lays it out where what Edgar is doing and having these cell companies that he owns to try to inflate it. It was sincere. And I this put me off of, of him potentially being a suspect. Um, and I don't know. Were you buying it? What did you what did you take? Yeah, you think he seemed- could still be the killer? No, I don't think he's the killer. I I think his sincerity here does work. But also, like, what is his motive? His motive would be he loves Grace, but, I mean, he's got a Polish girlfriend, so I think he's moved on. (laughs) Well, he lost all that money from crypto, right? So he doesn't want this to happen to anybody else. That's what they're pointing, that's why they're pointing us to him, is because he's been. The wool has been pulled over his eyes regarding crypto before, right? So that's his mm-hmm. motivation. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the other well, bit, that's what I they're think, showing from a us. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what it yes. is, but that's what the show is trying to mm-hmm. tell us, right? I yeah, I agree. But I think they're also telling us like where he was in position to the murder. He shouldn't have been at the dress rehearsal, yet he was there. He shouldn't have been at the house. He should have been at the hotel, but yet he was there. He was right. sitting out front of the door. So that I think is kind of the suspect thing. But I'm with you in terms of actual motives. I don't think they're there. Tom, I thought when he was like the knight in shining armor, and there was a knight in shining armor, I thought he was literally going to put on that armor as a cosplay <laughs> guy. I thought, yeah. and I was like, show, don't do it, don't do it, and they did it. And I was like, all right, thank you, show. Maybe later. We find out that, <laughs> maybe later, there's still time. That's how he gets the killer, uh, in armor <laughs> with a sword. We find out that the poisonous flower called Devil's Trumpet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, again, I'll pause the screen because, of course, there's, they showed the phone that had her little app that kind of described what this flower was. Um, I do want to make note, this flower is purple, and pretty prominently purple. So I don't know if that's leading us to a specific character, but I I have I have thoughts at the end of this episode. In your chart, who was the purple character? Is the purple character the... It's Jang, so Ken Jong's character. Oh, interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. I like it, I like it. I would like to mention to people that these apps that identify, like... Uh, natural the natural world are very fun so if you don't you should download like the app seek where you take a picture of a plant and tells you what it is and then the other one i'd like to talk about is the merlin bird app which Mm. will identify birds based on their noise and it is very cool so i think uh cornell is the one that creates that app so sorry tom i digressed into the natural world. I know you hate it. I know you hate oh, no, nature. That's, that's fine. We just typically talk about that on our Natural World podcast called Natural World. 
Natural World with Nat Nat and Julian and Tom. <laughs> Nat Nat are our friends Nathaniel and Nathaniel. One a boy, one a girl. <laughs> friends of ours. They're scientists and they believe in evolution. So it's uh, fun to talk about uh, the natural world with them. <laughs> They believe in the conspiracy of evolution. <laughs> this conspiracy of evolution. They're, they're truthers. They believe in science, which <laughs> don't get me started. All right. So we find out that Devil's Trumpet, when mixed in tea, will kill you. And the timing mm-hmm. somehow works out. Like with, hey, if you would have drunk it with tea, 35 minutes later, he would have died. Mm-hmm. There is a mention here about the centerpieces uh, having this poisonous flower, I believe. And then we get a cut to what's going to lead to our next episode, which is Hannah doing archery next to her ute. No, next to her yurt. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, A yote is what yogurt's made out of. Uh, Tom, when you watched her do archery, did it? Were you able to watch without cringing, or was it was it too painful for you as a guy that's been slapped by? the string of a bow, I'm going to say 30 times in your life. Uh, was it tough to watch the archery scene? It, it was. Uh, it definitely was triggering. I've hit my arm many times where it's bruised beyond the point where I thought I needed to go to the emergency room, but I, I survived it, um, and I blame you for this. I've never seen an arm swell or bruise in the way so that yours did so quickly. Oh, man. I felt bad. But in hindsight, I'm laughing. So yeah, that's we all had a good time. We had some great pictures from it. <laughs> no. But yeah, the idea that she's like an archery fiend, I think, is fun and interesting. I'm sure they'll play on that. I mean, we have in the first season, there, there was like a very prominent moment where what, like a crossbow or arrow kind of flies and almost kills one of our characters. So it's, it's almost in, like a... Yep. And it's in the poster. And Danner mm-hmm. makes comment in the pilot about what's mm-hmm. going on with all you people having an arrow in a in a poster so mm-hmm. yeah they love their archery in these shows but i do want to say here kind of as we start wrapping this thing up we always kind of talk about like who we think the murderer might be and with with the idea of all the colors we've seen and i don't know if this maybe is too on the nose but the idea of this devil's trumpet flower being purple uh my wife made an interesting point too about like who the killer might be i feel like ken jong would make sense as the killer if you think about season one if you've watched season one i'm assuming you have we know ben schwartz who was a a prominent name and actor in that series being the murderer it seems like it would make sense for ken jung to be the murderer as kind of a a bigger character a bigger actor and we haven't seen too much from him so i like my wife's suggestion and i'm going to officially move my top suspect to to jang okay that's fine here's what Here's my counter to that, counselor. The guy was eating pulpery. So you think the guy that's eating pulpery knows enough about poisonous flowers in order to poison Edgar? I would say no. He's just a simple man who loves ice cream and Italian ice or Korean ice. Listen, and that's what they wanted you to think about Jasper. He was just a fun-loving best friend. But no, there's, there's more to him than meets the eye. We've talked about the Autobots and Decepticons before. They, on our podcast, Transformers, <laughs> with Tom, Julian, and, oh man, I can't name one, golly, <laughs> Optimus Prime. Uh, Jimmy, cut that so it sounds like I'm competent in my job, please. Anyways, I like your, I like your pivot. I don't think it's uh, Ken Jong because I, I don't know, do you think we're going to get uh, Ken Jong's episode, like, after Hannah? Do you think he's 
Because I, I think they'll give us the killer earlier in the seasons. What was Jasper? Jasper was episode like two, two I or, think, or three. three. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's fun that, like, that reveal was great. You called it. I was wrong. Um, but I think, I think for them to wait too long for that episode, and I know we're only on three at this point, but mm-hmm. Hannah's going to be four. They do have all the character episodes, I think, listed. And knowing what we know about the opening title sequence and credit sequence, I think you can figure out and decipher what the order of these episodes are probably going to be. I haven't done that. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's fun to be able to end each episode knowing what the next one is. is, So I haven't really uh, focused on that. But yeah, I'm with you. If they do his story a little bit too late, maybe, maybe it's not. But Okay, so yours, your guess is moved to Ken Jong's character. Um, mm-hmm. My original was Zoe and Grace's mother, which I'm going to split my vote between that and global warming. Those are going to be my two. Uh, <laughs> it's Vivian and climate change. Vivian and climate change. Um, okay. No, no, no. Can you can you expand on how climate change? Global warming. I didn't say climate change. I said global <laughs> warming. So Excuse I want to be clear. Me. <laughs> um, also, nine eleven was probably prominently uh, involved. Now in it hold on. Then. Did global warming kill Edgar or kill Roxana? I think it's killing all of us. If okay. I, I went on CNN earlier today and uh, got to say, doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Oh, man. There's a Nate Bargatze bit where he's like, listen, we should talk about it. I don't know how or what we should talk about. We should talk about it. Anyways, uh, I love Nate Bargatze. All right. We are now going to move into Tom's spoiler corner. So for those of you, listen, this show if you don't know, is very detailed on the clues that are given and the stuff that are presented. Tom has spent a lot of time on episode one and two, like diving into those. And so he is going to talk about them. So it's going to, it doesn't reveal the whole mystery, right, Tom? But it gives us some insight into what's to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like we talked about, I think there's probably plenty of clues and hidden messages and things like that that I didn't pick up. But some of the two main puzzles throughout the series is an elimination puzzle, which was in season one, and they added what's called a flower puzzle. So the flower puzzle is something you can kind of play online where you go to their online website. I think it's edgarandgrace.com or graceandedgar.com. And you can enter in like the flower of the week. And so it's kind of the flower of the episode that is hinted at in one of the previous episodes to kind of give you some kind of fun puzzle that you can kind of play. And again, to your point, it doesn't like the elimination clues don't tell you, oh, it's not Grace or something like that. It kind of gives you still kind of cryptic things. So it wouldn't necessarily ruin the show. But if you want to stay uh, kind of unspoiled and just watch the show for what it is, um, maybe skip these. But I do love this show. I think that's what makes this unique is putting this puzzle master stuff into this and being so thoughtful in all these scenes as they film them because this is a lot of work, I'd imagine, from a production standpoint to to put these clues in the episode. So if you'd like to listen to those, um, we'll kind of give a little outro here and then stay on after the commercial break and we'll we'll go through those. Sure. So if you have questions, comments, or I don't know, you're lonely, you can reach us at teambingepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Tom will talk about all the other socials. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, if you would, uh, you can always rate and review at Apple Podcast. And Tom, talk about the other stuff. 
Yeah, Twitter and Instagram at Team Binge or Team Binge Podcast. Continue the conversation there. Again, it's been fun to kind of dive into the after party community because it is a lot of fun um, kind of diving in and, and getting your thoughts about what you think is going on in the season so far. So yeah, follow us there. Continue the conversations and let's solve ourselves murder. Wonderful. Well, we are now entering Tom's Spoiler Corner, where he is going to talk about all that was revealed in episode one and two. And I just want to say this about my friend Tom. He's super smart. He's super dedicated. And by golly, he has really denied his family uh, some time (laughs) in order to solve these things. So, Tom, the corner that is named after you... Tom Spoiler. I hate to use last names on a podcast because everyone knows your last name now is Spoiler, but mm-hmm. um, let's enter your corner. All right, man. So let's do it. So we've got, again, like we mentioned, there's the elimination clues and the flower clues. So from episode one, we'll talk through the elimination. And this one I actually did catch um, in the first episode, and we talked about it on the pod. So I won't spend too much on this, but we talked about it was spelled out on the reception table. If you look at all the letters in the background as Anique was running around trying to find Roxana, it ultimately spelled out not the snorer. So again, let's keep an eye out, keep listening for a potential character that snores either in a scene or is mentioned, um, and we'll be able to eliminate that person as a potential murderer. Julian, any questions on the elimination clue from season one? Sounds like one? Uh, sounds like I might still be the killer because I don't <laughs> snore, Tom. I'm, I'm the silent sleeper. Uh, I've camped as, with you before. That's a lie. <laughs> well, well, camping's different. I didn't have okay. my um, memory Sleep foam. Machine? I didn't have my Casper mattress. Uh, <laughs> Casper mattress. Uh, you can enter the uh, team binge code at Casper mattress and probably not get a discount because they've never heard of us. But um, not the snorer means I still might have killed Edgar. Okay. Noted. Uh, the next, we have the flower clue. So this one was quite crazy, in all honesty. So the flower clue in episode one was a sequence where Anik is, I think, sitting down. He's, like, playing cards or something like that. They feature in the background the fireplace. And the fireplace has these, like, potted plants or something like that, or little vases that are above the fireplace. And they're all vases, different. Tom. It's pronounced vases. <laughs> Excuse me. It was a classy house. So they are vases. Um, And they're all different heights. So there's a short one, a medium one, and a tall one. And they're all lumped together in sets of three. So if you look at these and look at the relative heights of them, you can write down the numbers. And again, this is a super tough one that I never would have gotten on my own. You write down the, the, listen, you write down the numbers of the height. So the tallest one would be two. The short one would be one. The, or sorry, the middle one would be one and the bottom one would be zero. And then you convert those numbers, which are ternary numbers, into decimal numbers. And then if you turn those decimal numbers into letters, it spells out tulip. Now, again, this was... You sound I, like a crazy person right I've now. I've read this on the internet multiple times about how people translated this or figured this out. Never, never, never would have gotten to this one. So this is one of those clues. Where I'll spend some time myself trying to figure it out. Otherwise, I'll, I'll go and join the community to, to help me dial in a little bit. So 
ultimately that spells out the word tulip. So tulip was our episode one flower clue. So again, you go on the website, you type in tulip, and then you get uh, Anique's puzzle, which is called um, added attractions. So we're not going to go through the whole puzzle. It's very fun. It's just like a one pager PDF that allows you to like translate different like movie titles into something else. And then that kind of gives you another clue into what the final word is because these flower puzzles end up just giving you a one word answer and it doesn't make any sense. And we'll probably put these answers together maybe when we have all of them towards the end of the season. But the answer of this puzzle was hoverboard. So again, don't know what it means now. We'll probably find out more later. All right. Here's what I'd like to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the Edgar and Grace website, it was like, name a flower. I typed Mm -hmm. in rose. It was like, nope. The next flower (laughs) I guessed was tulip. It was like, cool, you solved the puzzle. I am so glad I wasn't a person that looked at the vases on the fireplace and determined relative height in order to Mm. turn them into binary code uh, so that I could come up with tulip. Took me it's two wild. guesses. Uh, well, Anique's- and I think these, I think these flower ones are more. I mean, I don't know what they're ultimately going to do if they're going to tell us who the killer is, as opposed to like eliminating them that the other ones do. But it seems like these are like the mega puzzles, just for like a very specific subset of the internet that wants to to play along. When you put tulip in and you bring up Anik's puzzle, it is kind of fun because his things are. It's almost like a combination of a movie title that's been slightly like morphed. And so mm-hmm. they are kind of fun. Some of them, like if you don't know what the movie is, you're just like, nope, not spending any time with it. So I spent <laughs> a little bit of time with this and it was kind of fun, but I appreciate you ultimately letting me know that it's hoverboard. And we all mm-hmm. know that hoverboard uh, refers to back to the future. And so I'm assuming Michael J. Fox will come in and murder <laughs> Edgar. So my yes, new suspect based on this is Michael J. Fox. Tom, (laughs) take us into the clues of episode two, please. All right, episode two. So again, this is the elimination clue from this one. This was from the itinerary. So we had called this out as the itinerary um, that was kind of written in calligraphy that Edgar hands to Grace was likely some sort of clue, and it sure was. So it lists four different places, and if you do look them all up, they are all airports from around the world. Uh, If you look up the airport codes, so every airport is going to have a three-digit code. Um, It actually spells out not the skater. So, again, if we get somebody a skateboarder or makes reference of that, that'll potentially eliminate somebody. But I I liked that one where it was a challenging one, but I think I was kind of close. I started Googling some of these places, trying to connect the dots of like, okay, if you travel to them, what would it be? but never thought about using the airport code. So I like this one. I thought it was pretty clever, and I might have been able to get there by myself. Sure, sure. See, I think I'm ruled out as the murderer now because uh, everyone knows I'm a skater. You know, my favorite song <laughs> skater boy. is Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just earlier today out on my board doing kickflips, and uh, <laughs> it's a zero board uh, with bridge bolts and, uh, ollie bearings. And I was doing a kickflip and, you know, I ride goofy foot. That's something that, uh, I do. And I live on a dirt road, so skateboarding's <laughs> difficult, but not impossible because I'm determined. So I just want to applaud you. That was a lot of uh, skater terms. I feel like I played a lot of Tony Hawk pro skater and I didn't even have as many as you did. Yeah, I did a 1080 on my board, and uh, 
I just want to keep saying goofy foot, but I guess the joke has kind of played itself out. So I was on my hoverboard from episode one doing my goofy foot, uh, listening to Avril Lavigne uh, tell me things aren't that complicated. So, Tom, take us into the deeper, the deeper clues. Yes, as we dive deeper. And again, we had called this out, um, the typewriter keys. We had mentioned that the keys did make sense. There were multiple letters written uh different times on the keyboard it was not a qwerty keyboard so difficult one but if you looked at the keyboard and then you typed in alphabetical order on a qwerty keyboard what the letters were on that keyboard in the in the kind of the screenshot they show us it spells out um i think it says the the clue is or the answer is the sunflower so it spells out 26 letters ultimately but it gets you to the answer of sunflower being that that episode's flower so you go and plug that into the website you get grace's puzzle called the long and short of it which again similar to the other one it's a little bit different and unique but it has just a bunch of like mini kind of puzzles to solve while word related and then once you solve those puzzles then you get the answer of new england so two flower puzzles we've got hoverboard and new england make no sense i try to look up does new england one of the pins on the map it is not uh, so again, don't think we have anything to these yet and they don't make sense and probably won't make sense until much later on. Tom, I applaud you on your good work for bringing us hoverboard and new England, mm -hmm. uh, as someone who is a long time Patriots fan, uh, when they're winning, I, um, applaud you so that's it's your favorite all. clam chowder too if that i'm not mistaken favorite. it is my favorite clam chowder it's my favorite england if i'm being possible <laughs> can't stand old england love new england um love sunflower by post malone so mm. all of these things really align with the stuff that i like and uh, it would make sense that sunflower is a clue because sunflower by post malone is a song prominently played in into the spider verse which is done by lord and miller right nice way to tie it all in yeah very very well done yeah so we're listen we're uh we're playing 3d chess here and <laughs> uh if anyone's gonna get kinged wait no that's checkers crap all right <laughs> anyways tom we're playing you're doing, 3d checkers here we're playing 3d checkers <laughs> on the 2d board and tom you're doing great work i'll tell your uh your family that uh, you miss them uh, next time I, I see him. Uh -huh. And so uh, that has been Tom's spoiler corner. Uh, I feel like we're no closer to the murder with all this yeah. information. But by golly, man, I love that you love working out a puzzle. So good. good it's job. fun. And again, I like we talked about in their other ones. I like how they don't just blatantly tell you who it's not in terms of the elimination sure. ones. It still kind of requires you to, to kind of play along. And we talked about this, I think, offline. Like, does doing all this sleuthing and doing this, like, lessen the fun of the show? Like, if it's going to ultimately point us to the murder by the end. But I would say no. Like, again, I've had a blast just going to the Reddit channels and trying to do as much as I can by myself, but certainly needing help from the community. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun. So, again, we, we kind of called out some spots where episode uh, three might have had some of these clues. So give them a shot and we'll make sure to get these cracked and, and bring it to you uh, next week. Wonderful. Well, Tom, thank you for your work. We will see all of you next week for episode four, which will be titled, I'm assuming, Hannah Bama Rarama 
uh, as the song goes. Um, for those of us at the Team Binge Network, I've been Julian. And I've been Gumshoe Tom. Till next week, everybody. <laughs>